Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. You know, I was thinking this year, we uh, got together with a group of pastors on Monday morning, had a chance to have breakfast with some of them, and one of the questions one of them brought up and said, guys, after so many years, and they said, Pastor Corey, after 30 plus years of being a pastor, 23 in one church, how do you come up with new Mother's Day messages? You know, and he they go over all the typical ones that we that we preach on all the typical you know the Shunammite woman and on and on and on Mary and so forth and so on and and what do you do and I said well I don't know what to tell you on what to do going forward but I can tell you what not to do okay two years ago I was in a series I was preaching and I decided on that Sunday not to preach a Mother's Day message and I decided to continue on on that series for one year I never heard the end of it. And so I realized, don't do that again. (laughs) And so I couldn't wait for Mother's Day to get here last year and was able to preach on that. And and so we were talking about that. And then I saw a pastor friend of mine, no joke, saw a pastor friend of mine post on Twitter last night saying, I asked my mother about this series I was preaching and I'm preaching through Revelation and I asked her if it would be okay on Mother's Day if I could continue to preach on this series and not preach on Mother's and he said my mother said it was fine and I thought you ain't gonna stop hearing about it for a year I'm telling you buddy it wasn't bad it's all good I'm just kidding no I it's with joy that that I present this message today because I wanted to come up with something that could help you as a mom And me being a male and being a father, there's some things that I can never understand. That's why the miracle of preaching is amazing, because God can take someone like me, like a man, who doesn't understand what it is to be a mother. I can understand what it's like to receive a mother's love and to receive a mother's instruction and all of that. And and I watch my own wife and and my own daughter and, and learn a lot that way, and I watch a lot of you. But it's amazing how God can take the message from someone like me and He can take His Word and He can comfort your heart and He can strengthen you and He can give you something as a mom coming from someone that doesn't know what it is to be a mom. That's the beauty and the miracle of the Holy Spirit and God's Word, how God's Word will accomplish what it's designed to do. And so, you know, I was thinking, moms today are just, uh, they have so much on them. We have single moms who have an enormous burden upon them. And Penny and I counsel some moms, and sometimes they are just at their wits' end and they wonder, what more can I do? I don't have another ounce of strength left to do anything. And as a matter of fact, I don't know how I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do this coming week because I have nothing left to give. And yet God, on the next day, gives you what you need when you need it. And so this title came to my mind and in my heart. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. So take your Bibles and let's stand. Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Jesus is enough. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. When you've preached many years um, and you want to find something fresh, you may not necessarily have an example to point to in Scripture to go with but you can go to truth in Scripture that applies. And I want to say this to you. If you're not a mom, Jesus is still enough for you too. So you should be able to get something out of this also. 
Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So here's the point. You want to see God, all you have to do is look at Jesus. He's everything. Look at Him. I've heard people say, I ain't got no problem with God. Jesus is the one I got a problem with. Well, if you got a problem with Jesus, you got a problem with God because He exists. All the fullness of the Godhead, of deity, of who God is, exists in Christ in bodily form. And look at verse 10. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. In some versions it says, and in Christ, you are complete in him in christ you have been brought to fullness you are complete you're a complete human being in him he is the head over every power and authority father thank you for the truth of your word and i pray that you would encourage moms in this building today and i pray in christ's name amen jesus is enough I'm just going to go right to it, y'all. It says right here that you, as a mom, you as an individual, you as a Christian, you are complete in Christ. So many moms feel like they're not good enough. They don't have what it takes. Well, let me just start right here, and I'll jump right into it. Jesus is enough, number one, to make you beautiful. Jesus is is enough to make you beautiful. You're beautiful. God made you that way. I don't care what some guy tells you. I don't care what a man tells you. It doesn't matter what, 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 what some evil person might tell you about you. Somebody might try to put your looks down. Somebody might try to judge your heart. But in Christ, you are completed Him. And because of Christ and because He's enough, You are the person that God made you to be, Mama. And you're beautiful in Him. You're beautiful. Look at what 1 Peter, I can prove it in the Scripture, says. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. It says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold, jewelry, or fine clothes. Okay, now, now it doesn't say that you shouldn't wear those things. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that you, you shouldn't do that, that it's sinful if you do. But that's not what makes you beautiful. It's sort of like, like the mother who asked the father of her children, how do I look in this dress? And the father who was smart enough said, he said, Or how does this dress look? And he said, that dress looks amazing because it's on you. You make the dress look beautiful. The dress doesn't make you look beautiful. And that's the point. It's not the the beauty that you have as a woman, as a mother, doesn't come from all the outward adornment and those things like that. Doesn't mean you can't fix your hair. Doesn't mean that you can't wear gold jewelry. But that's not how you're defined. That doesn't define your beauty. But look what what does define your beauty. Okay, verse 4. Rather, your beauty should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit 
which is of great worth in God's sight. You see, when you receive Christ, He is enough to make you beautiful. And mamas, listen to me. Ladies, listen to me. If your husband can't find the glorious beauty that you are in the way God created you both inside and out, then let me tell you something. He needs Jesus. He does. He needs Jesus. And it doesn't matter over time how your body changes. Again, I'm a man, but I observe and I see, and I'm just going to tell you, and you can agree with me or not, but for the most part, if you have children, ladies, tell me, your body does change, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. Men, let me just ask you something. Throw another human and put that human inside of your body, in your abdomen, and let it start growing. Pump air into it every day and let it grow and see what happens to you. Correct? How many moms have said this? And my own wife said it to me, I think, on all three pregnancies. And she, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just... Just being honest, okay, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but, you know, she would look at herself in the mirror, and then she would, you know, when that baby was growing, and she'd go, I'm just so overweight, I'm fat, I'm not pretty, I'm ugly. How many of you moms, don't raise your hand, but you can agree with me, you thought that about yourself when you were carrying another human being inside of you. No, you're not ugly, you're not overweight, you're not, you know what you are? You are a mother with a baby growing inside of you. You're with child. You're pregnant. And that is one of the most beautiful things in all of the world. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's God's beauty. It's the recreation or, 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 or the creation of a new life. Not the recreation, the creation of a new life. Jesus is enough. To make you beautiful. Don't let anybody else tell you any, anything different. If you're a godly woman with the inner beauty of Christ within you, you're not full of hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness, let me tell you something. There is a lot of beauty to behold in you. Number two, Jesus is enough to help you fulfill your calling and responsibilities as a mom listen he's enough to help you fulfill your calling it's a calling to be a mom isn't it isn't it the greatest calling on the face of the earth to be a mother and he's enough to help you fulfill that responsibility as a mom i know you feel inadequate but let me just say this to you let me say this as someone that's not a female someone that's not a mom someone that is a dude someone that is a father someone that is a son of a mom let, let me just let me just say this to you you may feel inadequate to get it all done but i've seen you at work and you are super women you really are. I mean, what you can do is amazing to me. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about from the negative side from my end. So when we had our first child, and uh, she was here. Where'd she go? Okay, she's back there. She's watching. Hey, Andrea, if you can see me back there, she's 
in the foyer. When that little girl was born, she was born 2 pounds, 12 ounces. She stayed seven weeks in the hospital. Okay, so the night before we were going to take her home, we had to go to the hospital and stay with her in the room. And she had this little, little uh, monitor, a little heart monitor. And what we didn't know at the time was the heart monitor was defective. And so it kept going off like she was stopping, like her breathing was stopping. And so they were going to determine to see whether or not she needed a machine to take home with her that would, you know, get her to breathing again. Well, as we stayed up the whole night, just like we were wore out and we, because it kept going off and kept going off and kept going off. And certainly they were going to send us home with a monitor of some kind and go, oh, no, she doesn't need a monitor. It was the machine that was defective. She's fine. I'm like, no, I don't believe that. And they're like, yeah. So we went home without the monitor. So here we are second night and we're just watching her to see if she stopped breathing. I mean, she was that little. She was four pounds when we brought her home. The next night, I was supposed to have the duties to change her. And I go to change her. And as I'm taking that little diaper off, which is, it was about that big, and to change her, as soon as I took that diaper off, she urinated in my face. I don't know how else to say it. All over me. I hadn't slept in two days. And that was all, and it went everywhere. The wall, her bed, on her, on me, and I went, I quit, I don't know what to do, ah, Penny, help me! And Penny's like, what? And I'm like, dude, clean it, you fix it up there. Okay, now, now she's yours. And I was like, I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. She, she could have done that while she was sleeping, you know? That's what moms do. They can multitask and do all of this and do it all correctly and do it right. You see, Christ is enough. And I, was, I looked at her and I went, how'd you do that? What do you mean how I did? How, how, I mean, I, I, first of all, before I can go take care of her, I got to go take a bath. I got to go take a shower. I got to clean up for a little bit, okay? And then, then before I can deal with her, I got to clean the area, Okay. Then we clean her. Then we burn the bed because it's all full of urine, and there ain't no way you're going to get that clean. And we got to go to the store and buy something new. I mean, it's all got to be in a process. Well, her, she did it all, and it was all done, and everybody was clean. Everything was done. Baby was taken care of. We were able to feed her and all of that. And, 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 and I'm like, is this some kind of superhuman stuff that God gives to moms? No, what it is, it's supernatural ability that God gives that he only gives to mothers and he's enough he gives you what you need look at what John 2 5 says okay look at this John 2 5 says his mother said to the servants do whatever he tells you now you say well why are you throwing that verse up there it's the story of when Jesus changed water into wine Mary said to a servant, whatever Jesus tells you, his first miracle he ever did, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Just do it. You know, Nike has a slogan, just do it. Mary came up with that long before Nike ever did. Just do it. The point that I'm making, moms, if it was good enough for Mary to trust Jesus, it should be good enough for you to fulfill your duties. Okay? 
Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 53. I want you to see this, okay? Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a, a long, long verse, uh, a passage of Scripture, Luke 1. Notice Mary's song after she found out that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. Notice how many times she mentions him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their um, inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. And on and on and on. He has helped his servant Israel. He, he, he. She's pointing to God and she's pointing specifically to Jesus. What she's saying and what Mary is reminding us and reminding all peoples as well as all moms, He is enough to help you. To help you be the mother God's called you to be with your responsibilities as a mom. And in my humble challenge to you moms trust him you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to control every circumstance and every situation god will help you you raise your kids and you give them to god they belong to him and he will give you what you need he is the answer he is enough to help you let me give you a third thing here okay Jesus is enough, number three, to give you what you need in being the wife God made you to be. Jesus is enough to give you what you need in being the wife God made you to be. Now, let me say this before I go any further. For those, of you, for those moms who are married, I know it's possible that there may be some of you Married to a man who mistreats you, who doesn't love you and doesn't care for you. And I want to just say this. It's been in the news. If you're not in these circles, you may not know what I'm talking about. So here it is. Recently, it's come about that the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, Paige Patterson, who used to be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention and who used to be the president of the Criswell College where I went to school, when I went to school, Love him and respect him in so many ways. And there's a call right now from a lot of Christian Southern Baptist women. One of them is Beth Moore. Now, she didn't call for his resignation, but she challenged him. And he made some statements. One where he had counseled, and he said it on, many, on several occasions, that he counseled a woman who was being um, mistreated by her husband. Not, not just mistreated, she was being abused. And he counseled her to to stay in that relationship and to pray for him and to go home and witness to him. She went home and witnessed to him, and she, he told her, he said, if you go home and witness to him, it might get worse before it gets better, and it did. She came to church with black eyes. Eventually, her husband did get saved. Well, let me just say this to you. 
Under no circumstances, if you are being physically abused, under no circumstances in Scripture does God expect you to stay in that house with him. As a matter of fact, if you ever tell me that, I'm going to tell you to call the police, call the cops, and have his rear end dragged to jail. Because nowhere in Scripture should you be abused like that. Nowhere is it right just because he's your husband. You understand what I'm saying? That's the kind of advice I'll give you, and that's what I'll tell you to do. Now, I may not tell you to go divorce him this second, but I will say this. Get out of the situation, get a restraining order, whatever you have to do to protect yourself and pray for him and see what happens. But if it ends up going to a divorce, I will say that he has broken the marital covenant, not you, because of what he did to you. So before we read anything else, in the days in which we live in, I want to make sure that that's clear. Y'all follow me? Okay. So I'm not saying that you have to submit to a man that's abusing you. Now, where in Scripture it says that? Because if you look at the context where it tells you to submit, it tells him how he's to treat you. As Christ loved the church. But I want you to know this as we read these scriptures. Jesus is enough to give you what you need in being the wife God made you to be. Look at Ephesians 5, 21 through 24. Look what the Bible says here. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So first of all, we're to submit to each other. Husband and wife, wife and husband, right? Okay, verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Let me stop here. When I submit to Christ, I know that I'm following one who loves me and will give himself for me and wants the very best for me and is going to, going to put me in the best position possible to be everything that God's made, made me to be, right? When I submit to Christ. And when we as a church submit to Christ. In the same way, that's the way it should be for every wife. Okay? Now verse 33. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. And in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 2. Look at what the Bible says here. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and the reverence of your lives. Jesus is enough for you who are a mom and a wife to be what you need to be and what God's called you to be to your children and to be the wife that you can be and that he called you to be to your husband. And you say, what about the husband? God will deal with him. I'll deal with him. I'll deal with him and God will deal with him on um, Father's Day. How about that? Deal? Deal. But I will say this to you ladies and mom and wife. It's a glorious thing to be a godly woman who loves her husband. And it's a beautiful picture when he's being the man that God 
has called him to be and the husband that God's called him to be. But I'm telling you, listen, Jesus is enough. He has what you need to be that wife. Even when it's difficult, he has what you need and he will give you what you need. Number four, the last thing is this. Jesus is enough to meet your every need, want, and expectation. Your every need, want, and expectation. Jesus is enough. I go back to the original passage of Scripture. For you are complete in Him. You are fulfilled in Him. You are everything that God wants you to be as a Christian in Him. And He will meet your every need. You have needs that, listen, your husband can never meet on his own. You have needs, listen to me, that your children can never meet on their own. They, they can't do it. They can't fulfill you completely as a human being. Oh, they can meet an unbelievable need. And listen, He can meet your every expectation. There's one thing that I find by looking and viewing life and by experiencing life through, through my own lens, through my own life. I know for me, at times, I have expectations that I set up and they're not met. And it's because I've set them up in my own mind and I haven't run them through the lens of Christ and what His expectations are. And I think sometimes as moms, we have certain expectations of our children. And when our children don't meet our expectations or your expectations as a mom, it can be disheartening. It, it can be deflating. It can be absolutely discouraging. It can be earth-shattering from time to time. If you have more than one child, trust me, you know this, moms. If you have more than one child, listen, you found out that they're not the same, right? And that they're different. There's one child you can look at and they'll do what, they, what, what you tell them. And there's another child that you can get the biggest belt in the world and it still isn't enough to convince them. Right? They're all different. Doesn't mean one's better than the other because see, the one that you look at that does what you want, sometimes they're just doing it because, you want, because they're smart enough to figure out that, that okay, if I, if I do what they want me to do, then, then things are good. But in their heart, they're standing up. In other words, like one little boy, his mama put him on his knees, put him in the corner and said, don't you get out of that corner. You put your, and I want you, I want you on your knees. I don't want you slouching when you're on your knees. And I want you like this because this isn't on your knees, right? Right? You ever got put on your knees and you had to stay like this, right? And then you start your knee, mama, my knees are hurting. Get up. I'm going to pat you on the butt, you know, get up. It was like one little boy said, well, Mama, you can put me on my knees all you want, but inside my heart, I'm standing up. <laughs> you can look at that one kid, and they can do all the right things, but inside their heart, man, they're standing up. You got different, different children, different expectations, and sometimes they break your heart. Right? Any of you whose kids are a certain age and they've gotten to a point, they break your heart. You find out some things about them that you didn't know, right? 
I remember mom talking to me several years ago about, you know, Corey, you did this, and we didn't know it at the time. And I went, I know. And she goes, it would have broke my heart if I'd have found out. And I said, that's why I lied. <laughs> and even to this day, I still don't want you to know. I'm not going to lie about it, but do, just don't ask mama, please. We're finding stuff out about our own kids right now. And, and it's like, I'm finding, you did that? When? Is that what you were doing that weekend six and a half years ago? And I thought you were doing the right thing and you're not. And I don't know about mama, but daddy, I just want to kill him right there. But I know deep in her heart, mama's probably got a broken heart over some of that. Can I just tell you? They're not going to always do what you want them to do. And they're not going to always turn out based on your expectation. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when they are of age, they will not depart. Now notice, we focus on the way. Train up a child in the way he should go. But that word way is literally the word in Hebrew, bend or bent in other words our focus shouldn't be so much on where they should go our focus should be on how they're made according to their own bent train up train up a child according to the way they're made you got to learn them you got to know who they are and then you got to pour truth into them based on how they receive truth and at a certain point in time they're going to be confronted with the truth and they'll come back to that truth now, what they do with it is their responsibility. So your expectation should be, as a mom, that you want to do everything in your power to obey God, to raise them the way God has developed you to raise them, to do everything that you can, and leave all those things to God. Hard to do, easy to say, and easy to preach from from the, the dad's point of view. But from God's point of view, Jesus is enough to meet your every need. Because when your kids fail you and don't live up to your expectation, let me tell you who will be there for you when your heart's crushed. Jesus. Jesus. Let me tell you who the one that's going to be standing by your side and holding you when you can't even walk. Jesus. Let me tell you about the one who will never leave you nor forsake you in the dark of night when you're crying yourself to sleep and you've filled your pillows with tears because of the hurt that you're going through because of the disappointment of your child and the way they've lived their lives or some decision they made or something that's happened to them. Let me tell you something. Jesus will always be enough for you. Matter of fact, he's more than enough. And you are a conqueror through him who loved you. For I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mom, if I can say one thing to you today, I've said it already and I'll say it again. He's enough. Jesus is enough. And you are complete in Him. You don't have to have the cleanest house. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't. 
Oh, I know what somebody will say. But pastor, the Bible says that cleanliness is next to godliness. Oh, contraire, my friend. That's not in Scripture. It's an old wives' tale. I don't know why wives get blamed for that, but that's what it is. It's an old wives' tale. It's not a scriptural tale. I'm not saying don't clean your house. Can I tell you? As a father of a mom, father of a mom, no, let's see, the, 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 the father married to a woman who has three kids. The day's going to come when the kids will be gone. And you will have what we call the empty nest. And let me just say this to you. It will be a lot easier to keep your house clean then. Trust me, it is. Especially when they stay away. Because all you got to pick up for then is two people. Yourself and your husband. You don't have to have it all perfect. Your kids don't have to have the best of everything. They need the best of Jesus and the best of you. Everything else, you don't have to have it all because Jesus is enough. He's enough. And He loves you, Mom, and He's given you everything that you need to be the Mom that He calls you to be in this life. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to have everything that we need in life <laughs> wrapped in the beautiful gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, how we don't fully know and appreciate always what we have in Him. Oh God, I pray for the mom in this building that feels so inadequate feels like she's not giving her kids what she needs maybe even a mom that has made mistakes with her life she's not beyond the scope of your love and forgiveness and restoration and i pray if there's a person like that in this building today that she would know that in jesus she has what she needs and that forgiveness in him is enough I pray for the mom that's given it all that she has, but yet feels like it's not enough. May she find her fulfillment in Jesus our Lord. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a short moment. However God has spoken to you today, I'm going to ask that you would respond to Him and do what He says. And I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to make a suggestion. I'm going to make a suggestion that if your mom is in this building today, that you, you take her by the hand. You take her to this altar. You lay hands on her, on her beautiful head of hair, and you touch her and say, Mama, I want to pray a blessing on you. I want to pray that no matter what, you would find that Jesus is enough. Maybe your mother isn't here and you want to pray for her. The altar's open. Maybe like we prayed for those earlier whose mother has gone on.
you would want to come and pray that you be the mom that God's called you to be. However God is leading you, I'm going to ask that you do what he says. Follow him. Come and pray with your mom. Do something about it. Boy, because she can sure use it and she wants your prayers. And I pray it all in the name of Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen.